0: Uh, it's important that, that as we go forward in what God has for us, we're talking about discernment. We're talking about being finely tuned. And, and, and a large part of that, we've, I know we've been talking and dealing with hearing the voice of God and being able to discern between the voices in our life and being able to make sound choices and decisions and those things. But I'm telling you, that, that stuff is based on the Word of God that you have hidden in your heart. And VBI is a great way to, to learn more about that. If you're somebody who said, i have just... I I, want to know more. Get in VBI. Come at 10 o'clock to church, whatever that is. Hang around at 1130. Go over to Blaze and uh, sit down for an hour and listen to what, in this case, Pastor Bill has to share and teach about authority of the believer. We talked uh, three times already about being finely tuned. Today we're going to finish that message. Some of the things we talk about, I'm getting confused now between all the Sunday ones on, on being on track and all the Wednesday ones of finally tuned and how they all kind of come together with healthy, wealthy, and wise and, and discerning the voice of God. And at the first one that we talked about was preparing ourselves to listen and hear, talking about being humble in our hearts, about having the fear and the reverence of the Lord and really making discernment, making hearing from God a priority. Sometimes we can go through life and we're only concerned about what God thinks and about what God wants us to do when we're in trouble. You have children that are like this. They don't want to hear your input. They're not listening to you until the day they get in trouble and then they want all your attention right now. They're sick. They don't feel good. I want you in my room constantly standing here looking over me. Uh, that's the the way we are with god sometimes we go through our whole our whole week and don't even think about listening or or trying to pay attention to what god's speaking to us the next thing we talked about was really deciphering the signals and the fact that he wants to talk to you you can hear him your spirit man is alive he talks on the the radio station wgod and you are dialed in if you're a spirit being made alive under christ and uh, he wants to, to beam those things to you, lead and guide you by the still, small voice on the inside. Uh, lots of great words and lots of great testimonies and things coming from people left and right, you know, about the, the 13-day fast and the things we did at the beginning of the year here. And as time has progressed, people have said, you know, I've been, God was waking us up. He was showing us things. We were writing stuff down. I mean, it, it's all of that stuff that, that is just God really speaking to us, leading us and guiding us as we go through this year to see the opportunities that God has for us. Yesterday or not yesterday last week We talked about the fact that discernment's crucial in our life because we want to have the right people In our life We want to be with the right people We want we want to be in the right place If god has the door open, you know on the left side You want to be on the left side of the road. You don't want to be on the right side If he wants you to take this exit, you need to take this exit if he wants you to stay on the road You need to stay on the road Be in the right place at the right time it's possible but I'll tell you this, if you're not listening, it's not going to be very possible. In Proverbs it says, the prudent man sees trouble coming and ducks, but the simpleton takes the board square in the face. I should have seen that coming. Have you said that? Uh, that's the whole idea about being led by the Spirit, really. I teach this in Determining Divine right Direction. If you can understand God leading you, if you can understand His voice, if you know what's going on, you're in tune with that, you basically have hindsight and foresight. You know now, looking back on your life, the decisions and choices that you probably would have made differently because you made the wrong one. But I'm telling you, if we will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, we don't have to make the wrong choices. We can make the right choices today and not have to worry about getting them fixed or the consequences or the things that come after. We talked about Ananias and, uh, Ananias and Sapphira and the fact that they, 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 they lied to the Holy Spirit, basically. And fell down dead and uh but peter discerned by the spirit their heart we have to be careful if you have a discerning heart you can understand what's going on the word of god not just only is it a two-edged sword but it cuts to the heart and helps you discern the motives of those people who are around you that's part of one of the gifts of the spirit and the revelation gifts word of wisdom word of knowledge and discerning of spirit the last part we talked about was being in the right place at the right time that it's important for us as believers to be in the right place and his spirit will, will take us there his spirit will show us he'll lead us and guide us into the right place sometimes you you may not even know why you were here but now a year later and you find out why god brought you to this church or you he brought you to this city in our life he took us to tulsa and back to here and tulsa again and back to here and there was a reason it wasn't just because he couldn't make up his mind. Uh, there was a reason to go there. There was a reason to come home. And then there was a reason after she got married to Pastor Bill for us to go back there so he could find the meaning of his life. There was a reason for them to come back here and start this church. There was a reason for Elizabeth and I to come back here and be a part of that. Uh, there is a place for you. And then the last thing that we talked about was really just, there's a plan. And I didn't get to this, I don't think. Maybe in the place part, I don't remember if I talked about in Acts in the first chapter, Jesus told the disciples, wait here because I'm going to send the helper. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He said, don't leave here until you've received it. What do you think? If they would have just left, would they have received that? No, they wouldn't have listened. They wouldn't have been in the right place. The right plan, the story that he gave me, I'm not sure I got to that either in Acts chapter 9, because I was a little off topic uh, last Wednesday night. If you were here, things got to rolling in different directions. But in Acts chapter 9, it's, it's the story of Ananias and Saul. And the, the plan really was, there was a plan for Saul's life. And that he was going to become Paul, his name would change, and then he would go on and he would be somebody that would really be a, a pillar of the church as it moved forward he would write most of the new testament and all of those things but he was living the wrong life god set him aside in a place and then he told ananias you need to go and talk to saul and when you talk to saul and you pray for saul he's gonna be filled with the holy spirit then he's gonna go out and change and be a different person it was a plan that god had that this guy had to follow it didn't seem very very wise to him because saul killed christians he didn't want to go there didn't seem like that was something that on the inside of him he wanted to do but he followed the plan that god had And this will maybe be a little more clear today, too. The plan isn't just for you. See, he had a plan for Ananias to go to Saul and to pray for him. That was part of his plan for Ananias' life. Who knows what that was, what it was about, what it was going to do on the inside of him as he did that. But part of that plan was to ignite something in Saul so that he could go forward and really begin to change the world. So the, the plan that he has for you isn't just for you, but it's for other people too. Today I just want to go back and just, just pick like three things that, that aren't really part of the three that we've talked about, but are important in us as believers in walking with discernment. And the message title today is Perfect Timing in the Calgon Moment. I mean, you know what the Calgon thing is. You, your life can be a little wild. Uh, things can be going on. The dog can be barking and the soup can be boiling over and the kids could be crying and the water be draining out of the tub onto the floor and all these things happening. Careful. Those are the moments and the opportunities where you can just lose some ground that you've gained on the enemy because situations and circumstances make you say things and do things that you probably shouldn't say and do. So be, be careful in those moments. And we're going to talk about those as we go. But the first part of this is timing. Timing. discernment is wonderful and we get things from God we begin to discern not just his voice but what he's asking us or showing us what he's promising us where he's taking us but what we have to understand also not just his voice but we have to understand the timing of God and I don't know if you're like but sometimes when God tells you something he shows you something and you, you, you know that's him and this is the deal maybe in somebody's heart you're seeing some motive or you're seeing some thing now not might be the time to go tell people. Now might not be the time for you to move. He might be getting your heart ready for the time to move. We have to make sure that the discerning what he's sharing us and showing us matches the timing in which he has for us. Ladies, if he shows you some wonderful man that you are going to marry, don't knock on his door and tell him tomorrow. Pray that God somehow opens his eyes to the fact that that's the truth (laughs) could get you into a mess if he's asking you something about your job and he's beginning to show you that there's another opportunity don't quit your job tomorrow pray ask god what he has for you sometimes the discernment and the wisdom of god that comes by the spirit is for right now Sometimes it's to get your heart ready for tomorrow. And sometimes it's to prepare you for next year. So that when that moment comes, you're ready. You're ready to move out and do what God would have you to do. The timing of God is really important. Sometimes we need a little push. And I think sometimes God speaks things to us that helps us begin to prepare our heart for what he has. God wants to do a work in you. He wants to do something in you. He wants to do something through you. But there's preparation that has to be done. That's this VBI thing. If you're in here and you're you're like i don't want another thing to do you know well listen it's on sundays you're here anyway a lot of you are sticking around for two services through first and second or second and third stay for come for second go over there for third why it's preparation well i don't see any reason why i need it now No, but next week you might and if you didn't have it now you're going to be really disappointed next week god wants to do something in your life He he sends you out. He gives you warnings and things by the Spirit. He allows you to discern situations that are about to happen so that you can prepare yourself beforehand. You know, there are opportunities financially maybe in your life. Maybe the bottom's about to fall out of something a year from now in your job. Maybe he's preparing you ahead of time to leave that situation in six months so you don't get trapped in a bad place. Many times we get to the end of the bad place. We say, God, why didn't you tell me? And God says, I've been telling you for six months. (laughs) See, he gives us some timing, and he takes us down these directions. But he's not going to make you do it. He's not going to make me do it. The Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. And those are gentle words. Now, I do believe that the Spirit of God will give you a warning that you will heed and pay attention to, but it doesn't always come that way. Jensen Franklin shares a story, I think it's in that book or it's something else I've been reading, uh, about a gentleman who was on a plane and he was sitting there in his seat and he just felt in his spirit like he needed to move. Is it in in that book? I think it's in that book. And and he didn't want to do it. And so a little while later, the Spirit of God spoke to him again and said, you need to move your seat. He's like, "Ah, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then finally it said, move now. And he got up and he moved. And then when he sat down and got all buckled back in, that side of the plane like blew off and everybody went out the window and he was safe. Uh, There are those moments where where the Holy Spirit will, will be that forceful or maybe that Almost audible voice that says, You don't want to miss that one. But I'm telling you, most of it's this calm, quiet, just going into what God has. Don't push past what God says. Don't move if God didn't say move. If He's telling you something, get prepared, but don't move till He says move. The children of Israel had moved across in Joshua the river. And they had come to Jericho, and God gave Joshua this great plan. He told them, I'm giving you this city, and here's how you're going to take it. He gave them a plan. And then in that plan, they marched around the city. It was a weird plan. Go around one time for six days, then seven times the seventh day. And then when the seven times after the seventh day gets done, blow your trumpets, scream, shout hallelujah, and the walls are going to fall down, and you're going to take this city. They could have got tired of that after about three days, and said, I'm just going to shout anyway. Well, it wasn't God's timing. Nothing would have happened. But if they waited for God's timing, that happened. Now, here's the other side to that. Once that was finished, they weren't supposed to take anything for themselves from that. But Achan had. And if you go back and read that through Joshua chapter 6 and Joshua 7 and Joshua 8, it's it's the battles of Jericho and Ai twice. Ai twice. Achan had taken something that that caught his fancy, and there was sin in the camp, but Joshua didn't know that. The children that were around him, they didn't know that. But God had told them, hey, all of this land, I'm giving to you. I think sometimes we think, well, God said he's going to give me all of this stuff. Yes, but is it time to take it? Is it his timing in our life to step into it yet? Because they came to Ai, then they thought up this great battle plan, and they went into the battle. They went into the plan and got their tails whooped and ended up running back to the camp where they fell on their face before God and said, why, why, why? And he said, get up. I didn't tell you to go there yet. And there's sin in the camp. We need to work on some stuff. We need to fix it. God tells you stuff. That doesn't mean that today's the day. He may be working on you with some stuff that's going on in your heart. He may have to get past some sin. You may have to get over some stuff. There may be some hurt that has to come out. It says in Isaiah, I think, that he's the, he's the potter and we're the clay. And he works out those imperfections in our life. Why? So that when the time is right, we won't collapse under the pressure. So that when the moment is right, we will be fortified and we won't have a weakness. In pottery, you have to get all the air out of the clay because when they fire it at those intense heats, if there are air bubbles in there, it explodes in the kiln and pretty much takes out everything else in the kiln. I taught high school for thirteen years, man. You have not seen a mad kid until you you see a kid who's worked six weeks on a project and some other doofus had air in his thing and it wiped out his project. He'll come to class mad and it's you know why that people don't understand you not fixing you is a problem because it might wipe out everybody else in your house there's going to be pressure that comes we can't just say well god said this is going to be fantastic yes if you listen to what he's saying if you work on you if you get yourself straight if you wait for God's timing, and when that happens, it'll be great. But if you don't do any of those things, when the pressure comes, you could explode and take out everybody else. Careful. It happened. In AI, they got whooped, came back, Th- God take care of the sin in the camp. That was done. He told them the plans, sent them up to AI, they wiped them all out, and they were victorious. There, there's something about waiting on God's timing. And here's what happens. Sometimes he's speaking things to you or showing you things that your faith isn't ready for yet. And you have to go through a few things. Your your faith is grown in your life step by step. You cannot express grow your faith. It has to be built step by step, stone by stone, on a firm foundation of the word. And your faith grows through your experience. So if he's he's talking to you about step eight, let me tell you, you're going to have to go through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just because you know something's true, just because you know he's promised, does not mean that it's going to happen tomorrow. There is a plan and a way to finally get to that point where you see God fulfill it in your life, but you're going to have to walk it out. God knows. He leads you by His Spirit. It's very gentle. It's not pushy. But we get a little bit antsy. We begin to get a little hasty. We want to get things done when? Now or before. Think about it financially in the world. The, The world, the church, people are in debt. Why? Because they won't wait for what they want. They'll spend tomorrow's profit, they'll spend tomorrow's prosperity to have something today, only to put themselves in bondage to tomorrow. Haste. That's not God's plan. That's not as best for you, that's not best for your finances. Spiritually, let's don't do that too. Let's at least try to stay in his timing patience. Patience isn't just a virtue. It's a fruit. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And everything it says, it talks about Abraham. And it says we need to imitate him because he inherited the promises through faith and patience. That if God's talking to you, If he's helping you discern the times, if he's helping you discern his voice in your situations, that's awesome. Understand his timing and have patience. Allow him to move you into that place. You're like me. We all thought God should have moved a little faster. But once we get there, we realize why he didn't. And we're glad. Because we wouldn't have known what we knowed and we would have gotten wiped out. So in the beginning, we were very impatient, and we were like gnawing at at, at the cage. God, let me out, let me out, let me out. Okay, fine, I'll go about your plan. Then you get there, and you go, oh, thank God you held me back. His timing in your life, it's perfect. His timing in your life, if you'll rely on it, if you'll lean into it, his timing is perfect and you may say you're being patient you're not maybe patience in itself is bearing provocation annoyance misfortune or pain well i've been doing that without complaint loss of temper <laughs> loss of temper or irritation right so now <laughs> That, see, it, it, it is all of those, I mean, it is those, it is those things. Dealing with, bearing, having to go through, provocation, annoyance, misfortune, or pain. But the second part of it says, without complaint, loss of temper, or irritation. You're driving me nuts. That's not patience. Many times you ask for patience and God gives you more children. You ask for patience and he puts you in traffic. God, I thought you wanted to teach me patience. Okay, true, that's why you're here. But Hebrews 6, it says, you inherit, Hebrews 6, 10 through 12 says, you inherit the promises of God through faith and patience. In Hebrews 6, 13, it goes on from there into 15, and it says, Abraham patiently Endured. He had to wait over 25 years to have Isaac. God told him. He heard God's voice. He knew the truth. He knew the promise of God. But now he had to wait 25 years for God's timing. We don't want to wait 25 minutes for soup. Right? We are a microwave society. I want it now. Right? Microwave society, crockpot God. You've got to realize it takes a little bit more time for what God's cooking sometimes. Elizabeth cooks. She does a great job, but sometimes she can do some things in the microwave that are amazing. God can do some things in a second, in a moment, but most of the time he, he, he works at this. He works in you for this situation. It takes patience. It takes trusting him. We, we, we want to be Abraham with, with all the descendants and all the blessings tomorrow. Well, even Abraham had to wait 25 years. And then once he got it, God told him to off it. He told him to take Isaac up on the hill and kill him. God provided for him when he did that. It goes back to what Pastor Pam shared about. Don't put anything ahead of what God's telling you. If he spoke something to you, if he's promised you something, don't put that something in front of him. Continue to follow him, not the thing he promised you. Continue to follow after him and not what you heard him say. Does that make sense? It's that thing that says, love the giver, not the gift. Love the one who's speaking to you, not the things that he's saying. We put all those, what that does is it sets you up for a fall. It sets you up for discouragement. It sets you up for disappointment when you get your eyes focused on the prize and not the one who gives or brings the prize you get impatient spiritually. You don't think you're impatient, but spiritually you get impatient and you get your eyes on something else. When he says, focus on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. God's timing is perfect. We have to pay attention to that and we can't miss it. The second part in the, uh, of the, the last piece of this deals with that, those Calgon moments, <laughs> those, those, those times. I, I'm, I'm praying about a, a series of messages or I guess a, a, a set of messages, under the series title, uh, uh, Escaping the Crazy Train. Uh, you've, you've heard Ozzy, Oz, you know, Ozzy, anyways, the younger people, Ozzy Osbourne, Crazy Train, you know, bit the head off the bat, that, there's a song that goes with that, so uh, we'll try to be nice and maybe not play that, but escaping that, can you escape the crazy train? How many of you know people who are on it? They seem to be multiple riders. You know, I mean, they're on it every day. They have, a, they have like a bus pass to that thing. They, they just continue to get on it. They seem to get set free, then they get right back on it. Uh, well, anyway, we're going to talk about that, I think, maybe in April or something as we come up. Here's the deal. In those moments where all of that stuff is happening, it's difficult to hear from God. We've talked about that. In the noise whether it be natural noise or whether it be the static noise of the internet and the horns and the cars and the things and the stuff and the blenders and the crying and the babies and the dogs and the all, whether it be all, it's difficult to hear from God. But here, here's the problem. When you're not hearing from God, you do stupid stuff. And it's in those unguarded moments that we act irrational. It's in those unguarded moments where we go bananas, and you can lose what God has for you in those moments. You can ruin your reputation with one crazy act in an unguarded, out-of-control moment. It doesn't say be discerning in your heart every now and then when it's easy the word speaks to us, he leads us, and he guides us and asks us to be discerning in our heart all the time. I came home on Monday. Was that Monday? Uh Uh-huh, you know. (laughs) Our grill has fallen apart. I knew that was the case. And so she decided to bring the hamburgers in and cook them in the house. No big deal. We did that at our house with my mom for 10 years in a skillet with, with, this is what you do. Not a problem. She put them on a cookie sheet, decided to put them in the oven, which is all right, I guess, except that not only did it cook the hamburgers, it cooked the grease at the same time, and it looked like our house was a cloud. The whole house. I don't know what was wrong with me in the moment, but I flipped out. I would like to say I was peaceful and it was a wonderful moment, but it wasn't. I went crazy like just crazy like all of a sudden i just lost all control like i didn't i, I mean i was i was saying stuff i didn't i was ranting i was, it was thanks it was ridiculous yeah i was i was like i'm getting fans i'm opening up all the doors in the house i'm screaming i'm yelling at her. can you not see all the fog i mean it's just it's everywhere it was the foggy night remember it was foggy this week you couldn't tell the difference whether you're outside or inside of my house it's foggy inside too but it smelled like hamburger. And I said, I Man, you could have burned the house down. In a moment, man, you can go from like okay to back crazy like that. And man, you can lose stuff. Not just your joy, but you can lose stuff. When 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 she finally left the room to go do something else, I, I knew I was in trouble because our son Daniel, he's he's twenty three, he goes, Hey, might have been a little too far. I was like, ooh, if I've got hit, you know, if he's telling me, Dad, that was a little much. I knew I'd gone a little over the edge. So there was apology, there was repentance, but I'll tell you, you get over the edge, repentance puts you right back in the place of restoration. And I'm telling you what, the dinners from there on out have been fantastic, and I have told her <laughs> over and over again. Last night I told her like six times, she goes, you're not in trouble. I said, no, this is just so good. I mean it's tomorrow don't you eat it it's mine <laughs> that's true that happened that happened in my house Joyce Meyer was in a moment at a restaurant you've heard this story many of you who follow her do those kind of things she was with her husband and a girl came out was serving them their tea their, their drinks and she spilled the tea all over the table all over them and how you know in that moment that's when you jump up and you you can lose it but she was very calm, very nice, and helped her out, and they got everything picked up, and everything was calm. And the the girl came back and said, I'm I'm so thankful uh, that you didn't yell at me or scream at me. I watch you on TV every day. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's in those unguarded moments. The story that came to me as I began to put this together was David and Bathsheba, and the fact that it was an unguarded moment in his life that cost another man his life. Be careful in those moments. Don't allow your heart to go unguarded. When things start getting wild, when things start getting crazy, get quiet on the inside of you. I know you want to say something. I know you want to turn the table upside down. I know you want to rant, run around with your arms waving over your head with smoke all over the house. I know you want to do something. And you may even be technically, I guess, in the natural right. But how many of you know, being technically natural right sometimes leads to spiritually being wrong. Our son and daughter uh, are close. And, And Rachel turned 16 a few years ago, and she took her brother's truck uh, to school and, and was driving it home and uh, it just rained and the parking lot was wet and, and when she went to make a, a left turn uh, she she didn't turn and the car just kept going straight and uh, sh- she hit a light pole stanchion and uh, it, it I, I don't know how but it obliterated his truck <laughs> I mean it just it just tore it up she called me in a panic daddy 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 something's wrong with the truck it wouldn't turn <laughs> the steering's broke. The steering broke, Daddy. I turned it. It didn't turn. The steering's broke. Well, we'll deal with that later. But uh, Daniel heard the conversation. He said, what happened? I said, hey, here's the deal. All right. What you say and what you do in the next few minutes is going to go a long way to how you and your sister continue to have a relationship. I'm just telling you that. I mean, you tear a new one, do whatever you want to do, man. It's your truck. She's destroyed it. I understand. But let me tell you the reality of this Calgon moment for you. This, this, what you say and how you handle yourself is going to go a long way to what happens in your life and in your life together. And he went there and he smiled and gave her a hug, told her it was Okay no problem. She doesn't drive his car now, but there's some rules. (laughs) But at the time, he told her, it's all right. It's okay. In those unguarded moments, you have to be careful. What you say and what you do, even though you've discerned, even though you've heard, even though you know, be careful. Don't let your guard down. Because you never know what the enemy's going to steal from you in that moment, what he wants to take. The last part of this was standing the gap in, in direction for others. The discernment that God puts in your heart isn't always just for you. Sometimes he's calling you to stand the gap for somebody else. I think sometimes when we have discernment about a situation in somebody else's life, this doesn't happen usually about some dude that you know down the street. This is usually people in your house. This is usually wives and husbands and kids. You've got to realize you're not their Holy Spirit. And I know you want to tell them everything you know, but don't say anything that God doesn't say. Elizabeth learned that years ago, finally had to be told you're not his Holy Spirit. Let me tell him. Because when she would tell me things I wasn't doing right, I just resented her. It wasn't helping me. So she began to pray for me. She began to intercede for me, began to pray that my eyes were open. Maybe as God begins to speak to you, you begin to discern these things or situations or motives of people's heart or things with your kids or your wife or whatever that is. He might be calling you to what's called stand the gap in faith. Pray. Pray. Fight spiritual battles for them in the Spirit by swinging your sword. The Word of God. Pray. There are other opportunities. You know, He may have you share something with somebody. He may do that, but I'm telling you, more often than not in my life, it's been pray. You too have an opportunity. Seems like people who go through things... Run into you two. You have to be very discerning in those moments. Because God's going to give you the wisdom. But it might not be the wisdom to say. It might be the wisdom to, to pray. But I know what he has is the wisdom. It's discernment, right? Between the two. Which one for which time. Understand his time. Understand that season. Understand that moment. You want to be used by God. You've got to be discerning. I mean, you don't, you don't get a choice. You don't, you don't get that that opportunity now here's the difference between husband and wife and parents you're not your children's holy spirit either but sometimes you need to tell them what is yes and no with her there aren't very many times in my whole life i've said this is yes and this is no i mean it doesn't happen I'm not her Holy Spirit. I'll tell her, look, I don't, know. I don't know. I'm going to check about that, whatever. But we'll pray about it and talk about it. With your children, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you do. But as you raise them, please, as you raise them, help them learn to discern what God is saying. Sometimes it means letting go and then praying for the next four hours. Daniel had a situation, and we'll... Close here in just a second where he wanted to go do something he was driving i don't remember how old he was 16 17 years old and elizabeth had said i don't i don't think you you need to go to this to this kid's house and hang out or whatever and he said why not i, I want to go and she said I, I just i don't have a real peace about that it's something i just i just don't know i got to check about that i don't think you should do that but here's you're a big boy, I think 17 probably, know, you're, you're 17, you, you're going to have to make some of these choices yourself. That, that as a parent, that's, I mean, you've got to really have faith that God's going to take care of them. I'm telling you, your kids that are 12 right now, they're going to be 16. And they're going to be in a car, and they're going to drive around with other kids. You want to make sure you train them how to hear the voice of God. And that isn't always you telling them yes and no you have to find and walk that balance between allowing them to make those decisions like we talked about last fall not at seven (laughs) in those other years right where we begin to coach in that 12 to 18 we begin to coach and we begin to teach that night when he left that house he took off down the road and we'd had a big snow that that somewhere right around that time and uh, I'm, I'm sure he was probably going the speed limit with absolutely no problem whatsoever, and the car just jumped off the road and landed in the snow ditch. That's, that's the way it happens for all of us, right? I, I wasn't doing anything, Dad. It was just, I was just driving straight. The next minute, I was up to my elbows in snow. I, I, it wasn't me. Okay. Radiator blew up, all kinds of things. It was a two-day process. I was getting ready to preach, so I had to leave home at midnight and go out and pick him up and do all these kind of things, and I didn't really know about the whole conversation between he and his mom, but then he gets to have a little conversation with his mom afterwards. They're going to learn the same way you and I learn by making a mistake. Tell them about yours. Go that direction. Do those kind of things. Help them not make those same mistakes. But I'm telling you, God has put a discerning heart. You've asked him for wisdom. You've asked him for a discerning heart. He's going to give that to you. But remember what Solomon said. It's not just for me, but it's so that I can help lead and guide these people I'm with. Same thing as parents. And through some of those situations and through some of those actions and through some of those getting it rights and through some of those getting it wrongs, he's learning to discern. God has put you in this earth to be his eyes, to be his ears, to be his hands, to be his feet. You, just like me, want to be in the right place at the right time. You want to have the right people in your life walking down the right plan. You want to be able to hear His voice, be able to be led by the Spirit. You you want to be able to understand what He's speaking to you and showing you. You want to be blessed in all of those things, but you want to be a part of what He's doing. I'm telling you, you can be. But it takes, it takes a concerted effort on your part and on my part to be attentive and to be ready in those moments I know you can do it you're alive unto Christ you got it going on just keep learning don't stop because you made a mistake keep going Elizabeth and I have made plenty of mistakes in our life but the one thing we've had not just forgiving parents and friends and those things but what we've been able to get on our knees and say God we just repent help us show us again tell us again give us another opportunity you know what he does
1: We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and his gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at VictoryLafayette.org.